right, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned in to His Heart Line. Thank you for joining us. Where every day we have something going on, whether it's 1% with him, a His Heart Line discussion, or perhaps a Brandenburg block hour. Don't forget to check out the website, www.hisheartline.com. You can also find us on Podbean. But we are here six out of the seven days a week. Here just trying to get Jesus in people's hearts to tell you how to assemble your nation, how to get your nation back, how to restore the republic, how to take accountability for your own life, and to finally be free. You know, the problem is, is that there's just too many people out there that just want to complain. They don't want to be part of the solution. They just want to whine and whine and whine and blah, blah, blah. You know, they just want to cry, cry, cry. But you know what? I tell those people, why don't you get off to the sidelines, grab your little juice box, go sit down, suck your thumb, and watch the real men and women get after it. Because if all you're going to do is complain, then what, then what good are you? Be part of the solution. Don't sit there and cry about it. Don't sit there and contribute to the problem or, you know, say you got the solution. Why don't you be part of it? Get involved with your assembly. But first, why don't you get involved with God? Because that's where it starts. You got to get involved with God. You got to get involved with Jesus Christ. Invite him in your heart because we can't turn this nation around unless we all point to God. God has to be centered at everything we do. I don't think many people realize just how important that little detail is. God has to be centered at the heart of everything. I mean, if we have any chance of turning this country around, that's the way it has to be. And remember what it says in Joshua 1.9. I command you, be firm and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Welcome to His Hard Line, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning, wherever you are at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host, with God and Jesus Christ at my side, because they are the host. They are the ones in charge. They are at the wheel. Therefore, they are steering the ship through these crazy, chaotic waters that we call life. So welcome. Glad to have you here. You are joined with us here at His Hard Line for another episode of 1% with Him. What is 1% with Him? Well, if you're new to the show and you're listening to this for the first time, the reason the show is called 1% with Him, even though we take more than like 2 or 3% of a 24-hour period, but 1% of a 24-hour period is roughly 15 minutes. And so when we first started this, we were roughly spending about 15 to 20 minutes, but it seems like any more of these days, we're we're, uh, you know, reaching 30 to 40, 45 minutes, depending. And, you know, 1% of that is really reading and prayer. Um, and then the other part of it really is just kind of talking about what's going on with the world, what's going on with current events, with the assemblies. You know, there's just, there's just depends on what's going on at that very moment and day. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> so anyway. It is Saturday, November 19th, 2022. I do apologize for anyone that typically likes to come here and listen live. It is Saturday and I forgot. I, I shouldn't say I forgot. I just was a little negligent. I didn't post a link or let anybody on True Social or uh, Telegram know that I was going live. Uh, I just kind of wanted to, uh, be, to be honest with you, just wanted to get on here and just do the show. And whoever showed up, showed up. Um, it's been a, another yet another long day because we've been dealing with about three days now worth of just crazy stupid snow nothing like new york but 
what the kind of snow we're getting right now is um, <clears throat> not only we're getting the kind that still falls from the sky, but we also get blowing snow from across these fields. We get lake effect snow and we're at that temperature now where it's like, <clears throat> excuse me, I just can't get this thing out of my throat. <clears> there <throat> we go. But we got, uh, we're kind of like at the temperature where the blowing snow, when it goes across the road, it turns into sheets of glare ice. So it's just been kind of hell to say the least, uh, driving my truck today. So it's just, it's just been, it's just been chaotic. It, it really has been very much chaotic. Um, I'm just tired. So, um, but anyway, today we are going to be reading out of the book of Isaiah. Chapter 14, verses 1 through 32. But before we get into that, just kind of going over some basic headlines here. Um, nothing crazy, but obviously, you know, President Trump, he uh, responded to Elon Musk's uh, poll that he did on Twitter where, you know, users basically were voting for him to be reinstated on the platform. I guess apparently at one point Elon Musk was saying that uh, there was roughly about a million vote, uh, a million users voting per hour. I don't know how true that metric is. It kind of seems a little over the top considering most of Twitter was all a bunch of bots. But, hey, I don't know. I mean, could be wrong, but I'm not the one in charge of it. Um, you know, and as I'm kind of like looking through here, um, you know, there was an unfortunate event that took place at a Raleigh Christmas parade. A young girl died after getting struck by a, run, a runaway truck at a, you know, Raleigh Christmas parade. And, of course, the driver was arrested. Um, apparently, it was a truck that was like a float of the parade. It wasn't, um, it wasn't some Yahoo driving in the middle of the parade to, to disrupt. It was actually part of the parade from the, uh, from what I'm seeing here in the photo here, because it's like, there's like eight, nine, 10 people trying to like hold the truck back. Um, what else is there going on here in the world? I'm just kind of taking a quick look. Oh, California parents are outraged over elementary school's new after-school Satan club. Yeah, I, I absolutely would be too. If you have your kids going to a public school, for one, um, you, I'm telling you right now, you you better pull your kids out because you, you have a responsibility to protect your children. And I'm not going to sit here and demonize you for putting your kids in public school. But what I'm saying is now knowing everything that we know, you really should do your absolute best to pull your kids out of public school, even private school. Don't get me wrong. Okay. Private school, uh, Catholic Christian schools, they're no different. They're absolutely no different. My wife went to an all Catholic school for all 12 grades. I went to one for three years. Anybody that I've ever known that has gone to a private Christian school or a Catholic school or anything like that, <clears throat> Yeah, um, it can actually even be worse than public school, to be honest with you, because there's a sense of entitlement. and You got that rich kid snobby attitude going on there. And so. <clears throat> so anyway, um, it's just it's 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 if you have your kids in public school, I would highly suggest doing what you can to get back to. A foundation in your family where both parents are not working where the husband is the sole provider. The wife stays at home to not only be a full time, you know, a full time home maker and stay at home mom, but also homeschool teacher. Now that's a very tough job. That is not to take away from any woman, because let me tell you what, I think I'd rather be a CEO of a company well, you know what? No, actually, let me rephrase this. I think being a CEO of a company and being a full-time mom and homeschool teacher and homemaker, 
I would go and venture off and saying those two positions are about one and the same when it comes to responsibilities 24 seven and you're never off. It's a very, very important job. But I would never allow my kid to go to a public school, especially one that has this after school Satan club. Come on. That's just wrong. I mean, what what world are we living in right now? I mean, it really is. I, I just I can't. Uh, I don't know. I just I, I, I really have no words. Um, yeah. Speaking, I guess, Elon Musk and Twitter, Alex Jones responds apparently to Elon Musk's statement that Twitter will not restore his uh, account, which I find great because here's the thing. Let me tell you something about Alex Jones. I'm not going to sit here and trash him, but this man very well knows about the National Assembly. He knows about the Assembly of States, and he calls himself a patriot. He knows damn well what's going on in the background. We're also talking about the same man who put out a story years and years and years ago when uh, the military was doing this uh, operation. I think it was like an operation called Jade Helm, which took place in the southwest part of the United States. It was uh, not so much an operation, but a training exercise. And he pretty much, Alex Jones, had pretty much his listener base convinced that the military is going to take over the country and that they are the enemy of the people. That's who we're looking at right here. This man is a fraud. I don't care what kind of truth he has spit out over the last couple decades. We got to remember how Luciferians work. They will put out 95% truth just to slip in the 5% lies. Don't be deceived by these, by these animals, by these snakes. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if he was Mossad. And even if he wasn't, let's just say for argument's sake, let's just say, Alex Jones was just just a basic man, right? Who just got lucky by making a ton of money by being an awesome conspiracy theorist, which happens to be all true. The fact of the matter is it still doesn't change the simple fact that this man knows about the National Assembly. He knows full well who we are and what we're doing and how that this is the only way to restore the republic. You think he gives a shit? Excuse my language. No, he does not. Sorry for the swear word. That's the first and last one. He does not. This is very frustrating. This is very, very frustrating because this man claims to be a patriot and wants to save America. And, you know, he talks about how, you know, we have a war on our minds. Well, yeah, of course we do, because he's the bad guy trying to get in our minds to keep us from assembling. Anyway, I'm not going to keep going over some of these pointless these pointless uh, headlines, they're all junk anyways. All, all it's designed to do anyways at the at the end of the day is just is, is to distract you, okay? Let's f- not forget the two main missions here. Mission number one, follow God and Jesus Christ. Get Christ in your heart, follow God. Center God at the heart of everything you do. That's mission number one. What's mission number two? Assemble your states, assemble your counties. Everything else is noise. All right, it's noise. And it's designed to try to keep us freaking divided. Let me play something. There's a couple of X-22 reports 
uh, or, or clips I want to play here before we get into the reading. And then I'm going to play this trailer called State of Control that I found on Telegram that Donna Brandenburg posted. Um, the trailer is uh, basically, you know, pretty much shows the, con- you know, the control uh, or state of the, the movie, the, tra- the movie State of Control, the trailer that I'm going to play, the audio shows how to control society and how it's increasingly becoming a reality. And in this documentary, the state of control, you have international experts like Edward Snowden, um, Arnold Wellens, Catherine Austin Fitz, and they express their serious concerns and criticisms in it. And it's, you know, it compiles the range of facts and opinions, creating a shocking picture about the future of mankind, which basically gives you a crystal clear narrative that can't be ignored. Now, the reason I'm going to play this trailer is because it's very important. What we will hear in that trailer could very well be our nightmare if we do not get our assembly of states. Jason, you often talk a lot about assembling the states. Yes, I do. You want to know why? That is the only way that we can basically follow in the exact same footsteps of our founders to claim this nation back in our possession, to return to original jurisdiction, to get back to self-governing, and to cut the head off of the elite power structure that enslaves not only this whole nation, but the world as a whole. Again, remember, if America falls, so does the rest of the world. This is what Dave has to talk, has had to say in the most recent um, X-22 report, talking about how we cannot be divided and how there is military monitoring. Again, I made a statement on TikTok saying, do not be surprised if once we get military oversight and the elections end up being canceled. Well, Jason, we're already almost two weeks past the elections. No, we're not. They're still going. And I still stand strong by my statement. Do not be surprised when elections get canceled and we end up having military oversight. Well, Jason, that kind of sounds, well, unconstitutional. No, it's not. It actually would be a upholding of the, the, it would be the military upholding their oath because of this wonderful thing that the the people in the assembly put out this thing called the 21 requisitions. Maybe you've heard of them. I spoke about them at great length multiple times on this platform. Let's listen to see what Dave has to say here. And think about what they're doing right now. We discussed this before the midterms. They want the MAGA base very angry. They're trying to build emotion and they want the MAGA base angry because what are they going to try to do in the end? They're going to try to start a civil war. Actually, if you go back to what Bill Gates said, he says, we're going to have a hung election And we're going to have a civil war. Well, in a lot of areas, the elections aren't even done yet. And are they going to try to start a civil war? Of course they are. They're going to try to create chaos. They want the people divided. And if the people are fighting each other on the street, does this help the deep state players? Of course it does. But I do believe Trump and the Patriots, they know this. They know exactly what they're trying to do. And they baited them in. And they want them to go down this path. Because remember, there's a post that yes, there's going to be riots, there's going to be Antifa out there, but when can the National Guard and the Marines work together? Well, if there's some type of insurrection. Now, if they're causing this 
And the MAGA individuals, they're not on the street. The Trump supporters aren't on the street. And it's only the Patriot Front Group and it's only Antifa. Are they part of the insurrection? Of course they are. We know that the military has been watching all of this. We know the military, they're monitoring everything that's happening in this country. And we know that the military has given Trump the timing of it all. And I do believe the plan is working because now we see we have a clean house. The house is starting to investigate and the people are starting to see certain things happen. Now, remember, just because they're investigating doesn't mean there's going to be arrests. The normies out there have to understand what crimes were committed. So this is all for consumption for those people that have not been paying attention. Yes, they might, they might know that the Hunter Biden laptop is real, but they don't know how deep this goes and who it's connected to. So this information that is coming out, which is going to continue to come out, this is for public consumption. And they're going to have to digest this over time. And I do believe that this is exactly what's going to happen. And we're going to be discussing a little bit more about this, about what Merrick Garland is trying to do, that what the trap is and what we're going to see next. We're going to be talking. Yeah. The military is monitoring everything. Again, that is a thing that's been part of the 21 requisitions that I've been talking about. That's why it would not be considered a military coup. It would be a military upholding their oath. It's very important that people realize that because when this does occur, people are going to be freaking out saying, oh my gosh, the military is taking over. No, actually, I hate to break it to you. The military, I hate to break this to you people, especially those who voted for Biden. Biden is not the president. The military has been the governing body of this nation for quite some time. If you only did your research and looked at your true history, in fact, you can learn a lot of this if you were in the National Assembly, if you were in lo- you know, involved in your local county and state assembly. I mean, you're not going to learn it directly from there, but you start getting introduced to certain information. And depending on the type of individual you are, would start to prompt a more of a curiosity to start to learn more, kind of like myself, because I love learning. And... I have been on this rabbit trail now of conspiracy stuff for the last 12 to 14 years, and I couldn't be more solidified in my research and and things that I've seen and, and discovered over the years, how much of this stuff is true now that I've gotten closer to this, um, you know, I've gotten closer to other peers that are in this truth or community. It's really amazing and, and freeing at the same time, but also kind of a big burden. There's a lot of stuff that's just like, wow. Um, here's the other thing we, the reason we need to assemble our nation is for this very reason, right? How, right here, because the way Dave explains it on X 22, I mean, basically this whole country is ran and operated by one giant mafia. Tell me again, how is anything that FTX did different from crime syndicates or drug cartels that pay off politicians and launder money. There is absolutely no difference whatsoever. And you can see, this is how the criminal syndicate, this is how they do it. And they cover for each other. Now, remember, when they were in control of everything, nothing could be done because when you have the mafia controlling a small town and they control the prosecutor, they control the media, they control the judges, they control the banking system, they control the politicians in the town, 
you can't have a real investigation. Well, that's what's been happening here in the United States. The criminals are running the country. If the criminals are running the country and they control the prosecutors, they control the judges, they control the House, they control the Senate, they control all of this. And when I say control the Senate, I'm saying that they have sleepers like the rhinos actually working with them. You can't get anything done. Nobody can do do anything. That's why when you saw the Department of Justice or the FBI do their investigations against Clinton, against all these other individuals, they never found anything. Of course, they were never going to find anything because why? They're all part of the same exact system. But yeah, so they're all part of the same system. Um, yeah, I was just seeing on the uh, chat board somebody was having issues with the audio. Um, it, it could be your connection. Could be also Pondbean too. Uh, maybe try to reset the app or something, because I know Podbean isn't what you would call the greatest of technology when it comes to listening pleasures here. Um, I, and you know what's also interesting? I've noticed this, too. When Donna Brandenburg does her Brandenburg News Network live streams, um, it's funny. When I listen live on Rumble, it'll be recording just fine on her end using Yardstream, which is the platform she uses. But when me and many others are trying to listen on Rumble, it'll cut out multiple multiple times audio and visual sometimes so it just yeah it just depends you know so but uh but yeah so back to what he was saying though this country i mean literally this country is just being ran and operated by a bunch of mafiosos they they got they are in the pockets of everybody the judges the attorneys the da's the the prosecutors the the police the the politicians the lobbyists i mean they 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 run everything, including these fraudulent elections that have been so stacked against us all these years. We just now started realizing it in 2020. Ladies and gentlemen, you know me. I like to have fun on this show. I like to laugh and joke, but... I'm here to tell you right now, and again, we're going to get onto the Bible reading, but I'm here to tell you right now, there's no doubt in my mind that we will not, you know, that, that we will not be able to restore this, this country. We will be, there's no doubt. I know we will. We're well on our way. But just because I say that we are well on our way does not give you the pass to sit on the sidelines once again, continuously, like you did with the de facto government, a.k.a. the mafia in D.C., it does not give you a hard pass to just sit on the sidelines to allow somebody else to do the work. If you have a drive within your heart and soul to help steer this country in the right direction, do not think for one moment that you are just one man or one woman. And do not think for one moment, don't have that question in your mind, well, what really can I do? Let me tell you what one man or one woman can do. They can make the world a difference to another man or woman. And even if it's just one, that one will eventually make a world of difference to two or three other people. And you see how this cascading effect can take, take you know, shape? 
I'm just one man following the command of God to, or at least, you know, what I feel like was the Holy Spirit to start this podcast. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know exactly how much it was going to cost or how much time it was going to take. I absolutely had no idea. Here I am. And apparently I've been getting messages and emails and texts from people thanking me, saying how encouraged they are. And by the way, I did see your text up here earlier in the chat board, Oscar. He said, you have encouraged me to create a 45-minute brief overview presentation on a 2000-25 manual. In case you don't know what that is, anybody out there that I you know, just heard that. It's a tra field training manual that the War Department released for the Army back in 1928. This, pre this, uh, this um, field training manual 2000-25 is a manual that shows how to build up a nation state and return it back to a republic from a democracy. And General Douglas MacArthur trained under this. And not only did he train and learn under this training manual, he also handpicked some of the brightest special forces operators and trained them on this manual, as well as the Constitution and in Declaration of Independence and so on and so forth. And those same boys, which I should call men, actually, who trained under General Douglas MacArthur, were inhabitants of Michigan. And this is the reason why the assemblies are now coming about. Being a part of your assembly is not just something you do. It is a responsibility, yes. It is an honor, believe it or not. I take great pride and honor in me being a jurist in my county and for my state. Now, whenever we get called for jury duty in a de facto, we often grumble about it and try everything in our power to get out of it. Well, absolutely, because I wouldn't want to be part of a jury of a de facto fraudulent government. However, I do want to become a jurist for the de jure because we are the true voice of the people. We are the referee. We are the buffer that helps protect we, the people as a whole, that are not in general assembly from a usurping and tyrannical government like <clears throat> the judicial branch, the legislative, and the executive branch. We are the buffer to create a pad of protection between the people and the lower three branches of government. Essentially, the people's grand jury, the common law grand jury, is essentially a fourth branch of government. <clears throat> and even the late Justice Antonin Scalia made a mention of that. Now, one more soundbite I want to play, because I know we're already getting close to 27 minutes, or we are at 27 minutes I want to play this uh, quick clip here of the movie trailer, State of Control, and then we're going to get into the reading. I think everyone can see at this point the unfolding quest for digital ID. They don't tend to think about issues such as these free social tech giants, data harvesting, data farming us. New concerns tonight about the social media giant's role in fake news and elections. We've seen this immense explosion of the digital and the data economy. The more data we have, the smarter our algorithms. A digital euro is a zegen for the samenleving or a fluke for the samenleving. Well, we have begun to see people dislocated from their accounts because of protest activity. 
But governments realize they have new tools that they've never had before. Is it a juiste keuze als het mogelijk wordt dat een centrale bank alle informatie krijgt over jouw en mijn transacties? The central bankers can dictate the rules of when and how you can use your money. If you have seen what has happened in the world in the past couple of years and you're not concerned by that level of control, then I don't think there's anything I could say to possibly bring that home to you. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty terrifying. Now, again, that's called state of control. And um, if you want to actually see the... um, trailer itself with the visual you can go to my telegram page and scroll down to the bottom it was uh it was originally from q time network on telegram like i said it's a documentary now what you heard right there is basically what could happen when the government gets more and more tools in possession of, you know, different mechanisms to control a population in America and really the world for that matter, we cannot let these power structures succeed. We cannot let allow these elite bankers to succeed because what's going to end up happening is we'll fall into an even deeper state of enslavement, not just here in this nation, but worldwide, if we do not assemble our counties and our states, if we do not take back the power that we already have and continue to grow our assemblies, if somehow this falls apart and they gain another foothold, I mean, we're in deep crap, point blank. We're in deep, we're in deep doo-doo is, you know, to put it lightly. And yes, I'm a little bit underplaying that, but we cannot allow these power structures to get back into power. Now, do I think that's going to happen? No, but this documentary seems to be very intriguing, but it should serve as a reason and a reminder why the general assembly, the national assembly is so vitally important. And if you want to know more about it, you can go to www.national-assembly.net. Now let's get into the reading. So we're going to be reading Isaiah chapter 14. This is a 32 verses, <clears throat> excuse me. And it reads, and I'm reading out of the new American standard Bible. And it reads, When the Lord has compassion on Jacob and again chooses Israel and settles them on their own land, then strangers will join them and attach themselves to the house of Jacob. The peoples will take them along and bring them to their place, and the house of Israel will make them their own possession in the land of the Lord as male and female servants, and they will take their captors captive and will rule over their oppressors. And it will be on the day when the Lord gives you rest from your hardship, your turmoil, and from the harsh service in which you have been enslaved. That, excuse me, I forgot my bottle of water, so forgive me here. I'm going to try to plow through this. That you will take up this taunt against the king of Babylon and say, how the oppressor has ceased and how the onslaught has ceased. The Lord has broken the staff of the wicked, 
the scepter of rulers, which used to strike the peoples in fury with unceasing strokes, which subdued the nations in anger with unrestrained persecution. The whole earth is at rest and is quiet. They break forth into shouts of joy. Even the juniper trees rejoice over you. And the cedars of Lebanon saying, since you have been laid low, no tree cutter comes up against us. Sheol below is excited about you to meet you when you come. It stirs the spirits of the dead for you, all the leaders of the earth. It raises all the kings of the nations from their thrones. They will all respond and say to you, even you have become weak as we, and you have become like us. Your pride and the music of your harps have been brought down to Sheol. Maggots are spread out as your bed beneath you, and worms are your covering. How have you fallen from heaven, you star of the morning, sun of the dawn? You have been cut down to the earth, you who defeated the nations. But you said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God, above the stars of God, and I will sit on the mount of assembly in the recesses of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High. Nevertheless, you will be brought down to Sheol to the recesses of the pit. Those who see you will stare at you. They will closely examine you, saying, Is this the man who made the earth tremble? Who shook kingdoms? Who made the world like a wilderness and overthrew its cities? Who did not allow his prisoners to go home? All the kings of the nations lie in glory, each in his own tomb. But you have been hurled out of your tomb like a rejected branch, clothed with those killed who have been pierced with a sword, who go down to the stones of the pit like a trampled corpse. You will not be united with them in burial because you have ruined your country. You have killed your people. May the descendants of evildoers never be mentioned. Prepare a place of slaughter for his sons because of the wrongdoing of their fathers. They must not arise, arise and take possession of the earth and fill the surface of the world with cities. I will rise up against them, declares the Lord of armies, and eliminate from Babylon name and uh, survivors, offspring and descendants, declares the Lord. I will also make it the property of the hedgehog and swamps of water, and I will sweep it away with the broom of destruction, declares the Lord of armies. The Lord of armies has sworn, saying, certainly, just as I have intended, so it has happened, and just as I have planned, so it will stand, to break Assyria in my land, and I will trample him on my mountains. Then his yoke will be removed from them, and his burden removed from their shoulders. This is the plan devised against the entire earth, and this is the hand that is stretched out against all the nations. For the Lord of armies has planned, and who can frustrate it? And as for his stretched out hand, who can turn it back? In the year that King Ahaz died, this pronouncement came. Do not rejoice, Philistia, Philistia, all of you, because the rod that struck you is broken. For from the serpent's root, a viper will come out and its fruit will be a winged serpent. Those who are most helpless will eat and the poor will lie down in security. I will kill your root with famine and it will kill your survivors. Wail, you gate, cry, you city, melt away, Philistia, all of you. For smoke comes from the north, and there is no strangler in his ranks. What answer will one give the messenger of the nation?
that the Lord has founded Zion and the poor of his people will take refuge in it. And that is the whole reading of Isaiah chapter 14, verses 132. Yeah, I agree with you, Oscar. It does sound like the prophecy that we are seeing with the uh, World Economic Forum. It's definitely fulfilling without a doubt. Now, as we look a little closer at the text here, we're looking at the fall of Satan in, in the world system. Now, this chapter holds an amazing prophecy. Now, what begins with a literal prophecy, ancient Babylon expands into the destruction of Satan himself. Now, the entire world government, as controversial of a statement as this may be, it rests upon the works of Satan. I mean, if you look at everything that we have around the world, we live in a beast system. I mean, for crying out loud, you look at the energy drink monster, look at the logo. The 111 looking logo. If you actually look at that markings, I forgot what it is. I think it's Hebrew, but I think that those markings, if I recall correctly from what I saw, mean Satan or, or, or the devil or the beast. I mean, it's, it's satanic. Now, Revelation talks about the woman sitting up on the beast with the ten horns. Now, these are representing the spiritual strongholds of Satan. He exalted himself to try and be like God, and losing the battle, he was cast down to earth. And now, he works in the world system to usurp God's will here on earth since he failed to usurp it in heaven. Now, it's not like the world's leaders are possessed by Satan. Instead, it's that Satan is working behind the scenes to align their political agendas and policies with things that are against the will of God. I mean, we're seeing very clear evidence of this for the last several years and still kind of currently seeing that happen yet. I mean, they've unveiled themselves and they are working overtime to try to take over the world and take over souls. There's no doubt about it. Now, if you take, for instance, the right of a woman's choice, for example, right? Satan has put it into people's minds that a woman has the right to choose whether or not a baby is born. Now, this is, a, this is in stark contrast to the Bible's clear statement that every child, both unborn and born, they are a living soul. And therefore, to have an abortion is to commit murder, point blank. Now, Satan will take something that is obviously wrong, and he twists it in his own little persuasive way, and he tries to spin it into a positive so that people don't even recognize the doctrine that they are actually professing. This chapter really is a wonderful prophecy that God is going to cast out not only the wrong system that Satan has created, but also Satan himself. And God is not just going to get rid of Satan. He's going to cure us of the cause. I truly believe in my heart we're seeing this take place, and it's happening now, right before our eyes. Whether you want to believe that or not, that's up to you. I, but that's my own belief. That's Jason Jones speaking. Now, again, let me make this very clear. I don't believe that people are willingly in some pack with Satan to bring the world to destruction. Now, there are some out there, but not the general population as a whole. There's definitely an evil group out there. I mean, for crying out loud, like I said, there's an after-school Satan club out in California that parents are ticked off about. I mean, so, but again, that's not the majority. That's the small minority. But I do believe that they are deceiving 
that these people are being deceived into believing, even if they aren't, you know, Satan worshipers, I do believe that there is a good group of people out there that are being deceived into believing that they are doing something good, either for humanity or for themselves. But the, the sad part is they're so blind to the fact that they, they don't even realize that they're involved with evil. They have no idea. And regrettably, whether they are aware of it or not, in what they're doing, people and nations will have to reap what they sow. And this is what's kind of the sad reality for those that don't have the eyes to see and the ears to hear, especially since God has witnessed to them through preaching his church and personal conviction with the Holy Spirit. This is one of the biggest reasons why we need to clear out terrible junk food out of our diets because it's the terrible food that clouds our brain functionality and to really connect us with God and the Holy Spirit. We got to eliminate distractions like freaking, you know, obsessive Facebook and, and Twitter and, you know, binge watching stuff on Netflix and things like that. We have to eliminate the noise. We have to eliminate the fog. We have to put our, you know, we have to clean and clarify and cleanse our body so we can have a better understanding and, and, and a communication with God and the Holy spirit. In my opinion, I wonder if this is one of the reasons why many people fasted for many days to cleanse their body so they had a better spiritual connection with God and the Holy Spirit. I mean, it would make sense because if we're electrical beings, but yet we fill our heads and our bodies with so much crap that it clogs it up. And then the electrical circuit board, if you will, which is our body, isn't firing the way it should, therefore allowing us to really connect fully with God. We can't hear him or see him. Again, just my own little interpretation. I'm not saying that's fact. That's just something that it kind of makes sense to me. It's no wonder people fasted all the time. Now, let's look at this verse by verse. Now, if we look at verses one and two, God is destroying Babylon so that he can have mercy on Jacob. Okay. Now, as we know from 2 Chronicles, Babylon took Israel into captivity. And when they were conquered by Cyrus, the great of Persia, the Jews were released to return to Israel. Now, the prophecy jumps ahead to the future time when Israel will be the ruler of its neighbors. Now, from God's perspective, can't talk there. From God's perspective, all of history is right in front of him. So jumping back and forth is like looking at different parts of one picture for God because he's got the grand picture. He, he sees it all. And since we do not share that same perspective, we have to be very careful to recognize what time period God is talking about. Now, in this case, we know it is a future event because when Israel's captivity ended, they were still persecuted and in no way ruled over their previous captors, captors in Babylon. Now, as you look at verse 3, this verse through verses 24 is basically a proverb against Babylon. Now, in the day of Babylon's destruction, Israel will say these things. Now, it's noteworthy that when Israel enters a period of rest, that its enemies are destroyed. But now on the flip side of that, until Israel's enemies are destroyed, they cannot enter into rest. And so Babylon is called the golden city. Now, while this was literally true of ancient Babylon, this is symbolically true as representing the glory of the riches of this world. And as we look at verses five through six, in the fullness of time, God rewards people and nations with the fruit of their hands. And those who persecuted others will become persecuted. Noteworthy is that the vernacular has switched to the singular. And considering the next few verses, God is calling Satan the staff of the wicked and the scepter of the rulers. Now, when God turns the tables on the wicked, all the earth will be at peace. 
The cedars of Lebanon symbolize the best and finest. So those who are the best and finest according to God's righteousness will rejoice to see justice on the earth. I truly believe we're right there with this. Now, as we kind of look at 9 through 15, God has clearly shifted the prophecy from Babylon to a single individual, Satan. So not only is God going to cast him down, but hell itself will come up to get him. (laughs) That sucks. Now, in the year, excuse me, I clicked on the wrong spot. Now, it's noteworthy also to see that the rulers and kings that Satan has deceived will come up to get him, and these kings and the dead of hell will mock him. His arrogance made him believe that he could be equal to God, but despite his attempts, he will be treated as any lost soul and thrown into the pit. And it's funny, my wife, I'm looking at the uh, chat board because I do remember this. Um, There was a Bible verse. I wish I could remember it. She just sent me a text. I wonder if she just sent it in here. Let me see. Hold on. Let me open this up real quick. Because she was saying one of the Bible verses that is missing from the Bible speaks on the importance of fasting to rid the devil. Uh, Let me see here. Hmm. Oh, she was sending me something else saying that sometimes I sound extremely distorted. Yeah, it's weird. Sometimes people like, uh, hopefully it sounds better for you, Patriot Eagle, because I know you were having issues or Patriot Beagle. I know you were having issues with sound. Other people were saying that they were hearing me loud and clear. So I wonder if it's just kind of a an Internet thing or a Podbean thing. I don't know. But um, <clears throat> yeah, there was a Bible verse that is missing. I forgot. I have to look it up. There's actually a few Bible verses that are actually purposely taking out of the Bible. And one of them actually speaks on the importance on fasting to rid, to get rid of the devil. Now, as we look at 16 through 17, in fact, hold on, let me go back to the board real quick. Can you guys hear me okay? Like Destry, Oscar, are you, am I, am I loud and clear to you guys? Because I know Patriot Beagle, he must be having issues because I keep seeing him uh, log on and off loud and clear here. Yeah, I wonder if it's just kind of an internet issue, maybe depending on where we're at and what service we have. I know we have Xfinity. Fiber optic lines that were just installed and had my front yard ripped up uh, with Frontiers. So I might look into that because it seems like our internet's terrible. Um, Destry, I know you're getting that uh, Elon Musk uh, space internet. <laughs> okay, let's uh, press through here. So, yeah, as we look at verses 16 through 17, now through the mocking of those already in hell, we learn more about how Satan works. He is responsible for shaking the entire earth with his dark influence, and he is responsible for turning the world into a chaotic, wild like state that is desolate of natural warmth and love and he is responsible for the destruction of cities by corruption and war and he is responsible for keeping in prison those in the spiritual bondage of sin 18 through 20 shows us that all earthly kings have a certain glory but that glory should have paled in comparison to the glory of heavenly of a heavenly lucifer But he certainly has more power and authority than any earthly king, yet he squandered it by rebelling against God, and he chose to destroy what was put in his care. Now he will be thrown out with the trash. Yes, he will. 
And as we look at verses 21 through 23, God will not only destroy Satan, but he will also destroy the fruits of his labor, in this case, Babylon. Now, Babylon, one could argue, is America. Now, the prophecy now switches to Assyria in verse 24. Now, while it would be easy to conclude that Assyria is also a child of Satan, there is no mention of satanic influence as there is with the Babylonian prophecy. Now, as the book of Isaiah is a collection of his writings and visions, it is possible that this section is entirely unrelated to the previous prophecy of Babylon. Now, like Babylon, Assyria's destruction will be a divine act that will free those who are persecuted and put to bondage by Assyria. Now, God explains that this liberation is his desire, not only for those under Assyria's bondage, but also for the entire world. Thankfully, he will succeed in destroying all oppressors and liberating prisoners because no one is able to undo a heavenly decree from God himself. That is right. And again, I am not going to... Uh, I'm not going to um, veer off from this. We are right there. God will succeed in destroying all the oppressors and liberating the prisoners and slaves of the world, especially with this nation here. Because when America wins and America becomes free once and for all, so does the rest of the world. Now, there is a clear break in Scripture letting the reader know that a new prophecy is beginning. That's in verse 28. Now, in 29, at Isaiah's time, Palestine was under the control of the Assyrian Empire. In 2 Kings, we hear the story of Assyria's army coming against Jerusalem and being defeated by an angel. Now, the king of Assyria then returns home only to be slain by his sons. Now, thus the rod of Assyria was broken, and God warns that this is not the end of Assyria. His sons will be worse than the previous king. Now, as we look at verse 30, God promises to provide for those who are in need while destroying those who persecute. And he will accomplish this through natural causes in this new Assyria. As we look at the last two verses... Jeremiah also speaks of a northern kingdom that will come destroying and conquering in the last days. As Assyria and Babylon laid to the east and southeast of Palestine, this prophecy clearly does not refer to the historical rule of Assyria and Babylon over Palestine. This prophecy actually speaks of a destructive event to the point that Palestine will be dissolved. Arguably, this could actually refer to World War II and the division of the land between the Jewish and the Palestinian control. And since this prophecy states that in that day, the Lord will have founded Zion. This is one of the reasons why I like the book of Isaiah. This is one, one of the reasons why I wanted to go from New Testament back to Old Testament in Isaiah, because there is so much that seems to run parallel with what we're seeing in modern days today. But before I close this out, I have to say this. this there is a very strong reason why I always continue to press and talk about the National Assembly to assemble your states. This is a God movement. This is not just a grassroots movement. This is a God movement. 
unfortunately, we still have some infiltrators that need to be taken care of, not just in within the assemblies, but we got it in, in different organizations that are, are, you know, we have it in, within the military. I'm sure we have it within the special forces uh, operators that are out there sitting in the, um, you know, sitting uh, when they had to go dark back in 2015 or 16 when Trump was announced president of the United States Apparently, there was an order that was put out that all special forces operators or units or whatever, wherever they were at, they had to go dark until whenever. I don't know. Where did I get that information from? Well, if you listen to Scott on Bards FM, I heard that just the, uh, I think it was a podcast he did a night or two ago. Now, again, I don't know exactly how true that is, but I can't see him you know, coming on air and saying that and just being a complete liar about it. Cause I bet you there'd be so many people that would actually come up against him and call him out publicly and be like, dude, you're a freaking flat out liar. I have to believe that that had to been a thing because again, we're witnessing one of the largest, we're witnessing one of the largest sting operations in world history. And so, and like I said, back to the 21 requisitions I was making mention of, Donald Trump being part of that, those 21 requisitions, okay, not a requisition, but part of an action item, which was related to a certain requisition, allowed us to have the real vote of America, which placed Donald Trump by the people of America in presidency to continue on with this plan to restore America to the republic. Sadly, we still have infiltration everywhere. And because this is such a high-level, wide, complex military operation, it would not surprise me that in 2016, when Donald Trump um, was announced that he had won. Excuse me. What did I say? 16, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19? No, yeah, 16. Because then he went in presidency 17, 18, 19, and 20. Yeah, so 16. That there is an order that was put out by a general that all special forces operators had to go dark. Destry was just saying right here on the chat board, infiltration is everywhere, including the guy next to you in your truck. Yeah. It's funny, my wife laughs at me sometimes because, and and, and a lot of times I say this as, as kidding around, but I do... I always, I'll say this first. I always, I always think everybody's a spy. I think everybody's a spy. Also, you know, AKA, you know, infiltrator of America, right? A bad guy. I think almost everybody's a spy. Now that's me being silly, but on a more serious note, yeah. Do I believe that there are some other people out there, people that I work with, people that are my neighbors that could be very well, bad actors? Yep. I do believe that. And I'm not trying to be funny about it. There are some bad people out there that want to see this nation fall. They may have white skin, but they could be CCP loyalists. You never know. Infiltration runs deep. Which is why I've committed myself with hopefully creating a happy medium because I committed myself to make sure I could be part of this fight because I want to make sure that my daughter does not be, you know, does not grow up in her majority of her years under this type of tyrannical, you know, this tyrannical government that's ran by a bunch of Luciferians. I refuse to have my daughter grow up in that kind of world. Absolutely not. 
So anyways, again, your assemblies are very important. Get involved. Let's pray. All right. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for another day of life and good health. I appreciate all that you do for us, and thank you for this platform to get out this good message. We thank you for another day of life and good health, because again, as usual, without good health, we have nothing else. We continue to ask that you continue to you know, guide us, be our guiding light. We'll continue to sow seeds, and we'll just rely on you to spread that sunshine and water those seeds to grow into something miraculous. Because we cannot convince people really at any point. As the old saying goes, a man convinced his will is still of the same opinion still. And everybody arrives at truth at a different point in their life. So we just want to say thank you for all that you do. Thank you for guiding us and keep guiding us. And we pray all this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so that is all I have for you guys today. I hope you all have a wonderful day, wonderful evening. Tomorrow, typically I do two podcasts. I might only do one, which is the 1% with him, because I do have a county meeting tomorrow. Um, And so, like I said, that usually ties up a good part of my evening. So I hope you all have a wonderful day and night, wherever you're at in the world, and we'll see you tomorrow. God bless. Bye-bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. Every day we have something going on. Whether it's 1% with him, a his hardline discussion, or perhaps a Brandenburg block hour. Don't forget to check out the website www.hishardline.com. You can also find us on Podbean. But we are here six out of the seven days a week. Here just trying to get Jesus in people's hearts to tell you how to assemble your nation. How to get your nation back. How to restore the republic. How to take accountability for your own life. 